Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Hello and welcome back to the Flurry Sports Podcast. I am Zach Bruner. With me as always is Jake Osman. How's it going, Jake? I'm here. I haven't been this guy in a long time, Zach, but are you ready? It's me, cocky Packer fan, Jake Osman. Same here. I never doubted them. <laughs> yeah. Hey, man, I'm kicking down doors. Here's here's all I'm saying. This is my, by the way, this is a baseball take, and it's always my favorite one. I'm sure like other sports with seven game series say it too, but every baseball season, like when a team's down like 3 0 or 3 1, there's like a famous quote that a Boston Red Sox guy said in 2004, and he's like, if we get into game seven, watch out. <laughs> like he's like, anything can, we've won three games in a row when we get to game seven, and that's how I feel right now. Vikings, if you fucking don't choke us out next week, we're coming for no doubt in my mind. We meet you in the playoffs and your ass is crass. Absolutely. I do love after the win. I saw multiple Packer fans on Twitter, multiple Packer reporters on Twitter be like, if the Packers make it into the playoffs, nobody wants to see the Packers. There's it's no my favorite take. team. And <laughs> I, I just want to say right now, I disagree. I think there's scarier teams, like the ones that have clinched. There's some good ones that have clinched already. Chiefs, pretty scary. I don't I love hypothetical takes though. I really like it. Like it's like if we get to the Super Bowl, we've been on a pretty good run. Like I love those takes. I love that so much. Jake, starting the show off, then let's do it. Top five scariest teams that you don't want to face in the NFL. Let's do it. Uh if 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 the Packers make it. Should, right. should we do hypotheticals or should we just do it as they are right now? Um, As they are right now. Honorable as mention, they're. Cleveland Browns, but not for the reasons you'd think. True. Very true. Very true. So Scary. really quick running down. Uh, AFC is the Bills, Chiefs, Bengals, Jaguars, Ravens, Chargers, Dolphins. NFC is the Eagles, Vikings, 49ers, Buccaneers, Cowboys, Giants, Commanders. Number five, Jake. I'm going Commanders. They have nothing to lose. They scare me. Just a sec. One second. Oh, I don't have my soundboard. You talk. I'm going to get a soundboard up here. I thought you wanted me to do the sound effect. I was on it. We will. I'll get my Abilene Christian fight. But the commanders, uh, for multiple reasons, one, Heineke, you don't really know what they're going to do. Also, uh, if, if you cause too much of a stir, Dan Snyder has proven to have private investigators dig up dirt on people he doesn't like. So I, I don't want that. Do you? Uh, I don't. Um, I'm also, no, I don't hear it anymore. First, I was hearing a little echo when you opened up the sound thing, but I think we're good now. Um, I, I think, here's my thing. There we go. <laughs> Startled by the Evelyn Christian pet band. It was like they were right behind me. <laughs> if only, if only. The magic of radio, they are. They're behind you in studio. I've banned the studio. Um, Taylor Heineke, I've been on his train all year. Hot takes about halfway through the season. I was like, is he good? No one believed me, but I, I think he's dangerous, dude. 
<laughs> I don't think he's good, but he's dangerous. But he's sure. dangerous. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my number five. Okay. And I can go AFC or NFC. Well, I named my number five. We're not doing this super. We're not drawing this out. Who's your number four? Who's the number four scariest team, Jake? <laughs> no, I like that. I like that. I like that it's joint. Okay. My yeah. number four scariest team, Tennessee Titans. Oh, <laughs> they're not in it. Not <laughs> yet. I just, I, we not, we're not doing, okay, fine. Uh, <laughs> I said <laughs> there's no hypotheticals. <laughs> it's not a hypothetical when you got Derrick Henry. Come on, he's in. All right, fine. I'll change it. I'll change it. Jacksonville Jaguars. Because they might lose to Derrick Henry. That's right. But if they don't, that means they beat Derrick Henry. Good point. Very valid point. Plus, talk about nothing to lose. Just talk about talk about a team that will cheat. Like, I just don't. What won't the Jacksonville Jaguars do if they made the playoffs? legitimately again everything is on the table for the jacksonville jaguars we talk about they made the playoffs one year like in the past decade and they were two minutes away from the super bowl so that's how scary this team is they are boom or bust in absolutely everything they do last year they busted this year they'd be booming with doug peterson so watch out for that for sure for sure sure. who's your number three number three jake and some people at home are going to be skeptical when I first say this, but trust me, number three is the Minnesota Vikings. They suck. <laughs> like, let's put that up. They they suck. They're not a good football team, but they keep they've been tripping for two weeks straight or two months straight. They're constantly trying to find their balance. They're constantly stumbling. They're constantly just like, oh, whoa, they're slipping on ice all the way to the playoffs. Probably all the way to the Super Bowl. If they keep pulling uh, this bullshit, they got a horseshoe shoved up their ass, and everything that can go right will go right, at least like in the fourth quarter. For the Vikings, I have no idea how they're making kicks, they're uh, picking off uh, passes, scoring defensive touchdowns that are called after this. Is, okay, let me. This is a side point. Minnesota Vikings fans, stop complaining about the refs calling back your defensive touchdown this week. I understand it should have been a touchdown, but when you're down by 33 points, you don't deserve to blame the rest for anything, which, by the way, you came back in the largest comeback of all time uh, successfully. So quit whining. You keep finding things to whine about. Knock it off. However, the Vikings are scary. Number two, Jake, who's the second scariest? This is scariest, not best teams left in it, right? Correct. Yep. All right. No pressure on my end then. Okay. Scariest teams. Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Absolutely. Absolutely. You, there's no chance, <laughs> no matter who you are, you're not favored in that game. No. Because <laughs> no, you have to play Tom Brady. That's not fair. He's, he's LeBron James. He spurred his way into the postseason, baby. He's Tim Duncan. For sure. It's like – this is it's so frustrating this season. If they lose to the Carolina Panthers who fired their head coach two months ago, they're out of the playoffs. But if Tom Brady's in the playoffs, like for first round, if the Buccaneers make the playoffs, they're going to play the Dallas Cowboys. It's basically locked in. Do you trust the Dallas Cowboys more than Tom Brady? Because I don't Do you trust anyone more than Tom Brady. That's the danger of the Buccaneers. It's so frustrating. And if they make the playoffs, like, 
do we really think Rob Gronkowski and Julian Edelman aren't going to be on the team? Honestly, though, if we define dangerous as like the team most other teams are rooting against to miss the playoffs, it's the Buccaneers for sure. For sure. They're scary, dude. And their offensive line is an obvious issue. I understand they play Dallas right away, who has a great defensive line. Ali Marpet retired last year, and that's a big reason why their deep, their offensive line isn't good. Bring him back for the playoffs. <laughs> like that's what's gonna happen. We saw Brock. Eric Weddle. We saw Eric Weddle come from nowhere last year to win a Super Bowl. Anything could happen this year with Tom Brady saying, Hey, come come down to Tampa Bay. The weather is fine. If they survive long enough to get a shot at the Eagles, Indomitian Sue is for sure attacking everyone on the sideline. It was an inside job. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> He's been too quiet. Very. It's that is scary. That is very scary. And then Jake, the scariest team left in the playoffs, which I'm deciding on right now as I look at it, and I think there's only one obvious clear answer to me, Jake, and that obviously is the Miami Dolphins. Why, you may ask? Because if Tua dies in that game, it's on you, and then you look bad. <laughs> Because Tua apparently has his third concussion of the season, and that's why he played bad, Jake. I'm not sure if you heard this news. Uh, today, Monday, he to- told his head coach or told the trainers, oh, I'm feeling I'm feeling a little woozy. Okay, Tua, maybe that's because you fucking threw three interceptions yesterday and have everyone screaming out how fucking terrible of a football player you are. Sorry about it. You are one of the worst players I've ever seen in my life. You are You do not belong at the NFL level whatsoever. But your your head hurts a little bit. I think show me the paper, show me the doctor report. I think two is faking it. Thoughts to defend you a little bit, <laughs> just a little bit here. I am with you on the take of this faking. same team who, when they like wanted to leave him in because they were winning and wanted to win the next game, doesn't get to suddenly be like we lose and now it's like oh my head. Yeah. My poor head. Like if you, if you knowingly, like everyone always talks about, the players want to play. You shouldn't be able to complain ever. You're a man of steel, man. You are either, you know, you either get to complain about everything or you're Brett Favre. You know, those are the two in betweens. One hundred percent. And if you want to be Brett Favre, that's on you, by the way. But also, like, choose wisely. Choose, yeah. Read the recent news before you make your choice. <laughs> But Tua, man, I don't – so, okay, so technically, and I watched a video on Adam Schefter reporting this today, which was the grossest thing I've ever seen in my life. Uh, so I'll do it as Schefter. Well, no one really knows if he had two or three concussions. The team doesn't even know if he had two or three concussions. Uh, it was Dumb. basically a press release from him. Let's call it two concussions, right, and then one neck injury that kept him out with concussion like symptoms for a week or whatever. Tua shouldn't come back to play this year, right? No. That's what I'm like if if we're in this territory of like it's a nagging head injury, then rest him. But I have a feeling they're not going to do anything. If you're going to make Tua, I didn't think I don't think you thought this through. You're making excuses for being fucking garbage last game. And now your excuses have to keep you out the rest of the year. They have to. They have to. If the Dolphins put them back in, like, what are they doing? 
And then he gets hurt again, like you said. Like now it's on the other team. Like what the hell? Also, he four concussions in one season. Also, <laughs> high score. Um, also, the Dolphins did this to themselves because this is the same thing we were talking about when they were like, "Hey, I know what you're thinking. It looked like a concussion, but no, it was his high spine." <laughs> Calm yeah. down, everyone. And we're like, if that's your <laughs> right. excuse, sit him. <laughs> like we're like, what are you talking about? Oh, it's a spine injury. He's fine then. <laughs> that's, that's okay. Send him back out there. I know what you were thinking. I know it looked like it was neck, but it was also his heart. And it's like, well, well then he's got to sit, man. Yeah. What are you talking about? That's worse. Do you yeah. know that's worse? <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what it was, and it's ridiculous. But, Jake, so now, I hate Tua. I want him to be out. And I'm going to get you on board with this because if Tua was out, we could see Tyler – Skylar Thompson starting a playoff <laughs> That's game. His nickname, Tyler Skylar Thompson. Yeah, Tyler Skylar. We everyone knows him by that. Uh, Jake went to K State with him. He shared a beer yeah. with him uh, okay. from across the bar. Uh, I mean, he could be starting in a playoff game this year against the Kansas City Chiefs. By the way, every time we tell this story, I think I get closer to him. I think like one of these years, it's going to be like arm around him. <laughs> Yeah. singing friends in low places. But for now, we're in the same bar. I like to think there was a head nod. Yeah, of course, of course, yeah. He saw, like, you're drinking hands as well? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Here's the thing, man. I, Teddy Bridgewater, big Betty Teddy, get him ready. <laughs> I See, this is another thing. The Dolphins passed up Teddy earlier in the year to play Skylar Thompson, and it confused everybody. They have to commit to it now. They're going to New England this week. You, you better You have to. You do not start Teddy. Absolutely not. I'm not going to lie. Maybe this is a later show thing. I do agree with you that they're dangerous because, one, <laughs> dangerous just in the sense of I watched that Packer game, and I don't think there's anything scarier as a fan than watching Tyreek Hill on the other team. Well, even in that fourth quarter when it was three interceptions in a row for the Dolphins, they were running wide open. <laughs> they're too fast. I think it, <laughs> they're too quick. Tua can't pick them up. No, it, legitimately. Tyreek Hill, I know over the years, I've called him fast on the show as kind of a joke uh, because he's done a lot of bad things that, that we joke Google about, it. but he's really fast. And I want everybody know, to know, after watching him on Christmas, Tyreek Hill, very fast. Okay? Very, very fast. Also, fast in case it hasn't been said, waddle. But also very fast. Yeah. He's not he's not waddling out there. No, that's very he's super fast. quick. Yeah. I um Raheem Mostert. I will say though, if you did watch that game, some of those picks were bad enough that I'm like, maybe your head's hurt. Because <laughs> <laughs> just because I was like, it's one thing to throw, like he overthrew Hill on one point, and I'm like, maybe he thought he was about to kick in the high gear. But he <laughs> threw a pick to Campbell. Our middle linebacker. I'm like, he's not sneaking up on nobody. What happened? No, but there it, were eight looked, of them out there. I get. He looked. He looked bad. It, it was not. It was not him whatsoever in the fourth quarter. And so, but now the Dolphins, after being the hottest team in the NFL, after being uh, the most dangerous team in the NFL, which we are still calling them, they yeah. have now lost four games in a row. I'm all in on them missing the playoffs. By the way. That might be my most intriguing outcome the rest of the year. They probably will. They have, if they lose to the Patriots this week, 
they they're out of the playoffs. The Patriots leapfrog them with the tiebreaker. If they lose, oh my god, they're fans. <laughs> they're fans I just suck. By the way, they're they fans, dude. It. They're my new least favorite fans, just because it's like God. They're so annoying about Tua, and I would just yeah. love to see them like suddenly they don't have anything figured out. They are the most toxic fan base I've encountered, at least to me. Even if I don't oh, fully sure. like, if I don't slam one of their players, I think I called to an average quarterback one time. This is before my extreme two I hate, and I got death threats, and that's not an exaggeration. I know you did. <laughs> it's insane. Um, it's wild because I, I and I think they're all keyboard warriors. I think Miami Dolphins are all fans are all fake toxic. They're fake fans and they're toxic. Eagles fans are always Eagles fans. So I respect them for being horrendous human beings. <laughs> like they, They're always themselves, though. Yeah, you and know? they're that for all of their fan bases. It, uh, yes. Dolphins fans, I can't – I think here's the thing with Dolphins fans. They used to be – people forget how good they were like for decades and decades, and then they right. got a sniff of it now, and they are like so gross about it. They're like, we're good again. We've always been yeah. good. <laughs> right. Remember Jake Long? <laughs> Emily does not. <laughs> she, she does not. She had his jersey, though. Yeah, that's um, true. But yeah, it's weird. If, if we're doing a New Year's resolution for these teams, Jake, uh, since this is a holiday Ooh, show. We should circle back to this because that's a good segment, but we should do our first song and then circle back mm-hmm. to it. You're right. So Jake came. Jake's been singing again folks uh he, tis, he's the been, tis the season he got in the christmas spirit he heard paul mccartney's banger of a christmas song simply having a wonderful christmas time neither are christmas what neither are christmas songs i just want the, the public to know yeah but they're inspired by christmas cheer oh true carry on yeah yeah so uh J- jake's been singing uh he happened to record a couple of these songs and this first one jake uh, I believe you said it's about soccer, right? Is there anything else we need to know about it? Uh, I've given this uh, preface before, and I'll give it again. The second song you're going to hear later in the show, teaser. I think everyone will know what I'm parodying. Uh, if you don't know who Bo Burnham is, <laughs> this song is a Bo Burnham parody. Um, but I think the sentiment comes through, and I was inspired by last week's show when we were talking about the World Cup, Zach. Okay, this first one's Bo Burnham. You're saying, mm-hmm. okay, Correct. here we go. So the World Cup's in Qatar. How did it go? I'd have you tell me about it, but I don't want to know. But what about Messi? Will he beat Ronaldo? I guess that's kind of cool, but I don't want to know. Did the U.S. win it? Yes or no? I bet I'd guess the answer, but I don't want to know. You say it's not boring, that it's not too slow. I'm not sure I believe you, and I don't want to know. I did watch the final. The PKs were a show. But I was waiting on the Cowboys game if you wanted to know. And the World Cup was quite fun, but where'd all their scandals go? I'd tell you all about them, but you already know. Very good, Jake. 
Thank you. <laughs> uh, last week, I, I didn't even, I mean, people know by now, I forget what the show is about essentially once we end the show. Uh, I didn't remember talking about the World Cup last week, but I got a message from Trevor saying he was upset that you were trashing the World Cup now as well. And I, do you remember what you said? I have, honestly don't remember. I, I do, and I don't think this song's going to make him <laughs> change his mind about me at all. Um, I think we were essentially saying, like, um, one, we definitely made that joke of, like, we were waiting on the Jags boys game. Um, right. And two, I think our main thing was, like, Everyone now is like soccer. Woo! It's the best, and we're like, "What? Where the frick all the <laughs> you were talking about all these moral issues? Like, what the fuck?" Well, how could anybody be upset by that? First off, that's our show. If you yeah. hate that, you hate the show. That's you what we've been show. doing for the past few years. Yeah, uh, our whole thing has been, "Hey, we didn't forget about this." Yes, this is cool. Yes, Tyree kills fast. Remember when he choked his pregnant girlfriend? Like that's what this show is. Yeah. And your point. <laughs> like the whole guitar thing was a nightmare until by by George that was a great final I guess apparently yeah I I'm sure I said other things that Trevor specifically was upset about I may have said and if I didn't I'll say it now because this is my opinion I think there were a lot of folks who were like how could non-soccer fans not love this and I I think it's pretty easy I don't know like they were like <laughs> yeah. how many touchdowns they score <laughs> yeah, I mean, by the way, one touchdown, more points than what was scored in the World Cup, right? Yeah. In the final? I have no idea. Listen, anyway. I think, I will say, I will give them this. They have the opposite problem of baseball. They stuck the finish. Like, they have a really good system for, like, extra time and PKs are electric. But now you just got to, it shouldn't take 90 minutes to get there. 90 plus. 90 plus whatever made up number they decide on. <laughs> that part's weird to me. It's not right. Like you can't do that. This is the I in algebra. It's an imaginary number, which that's bullshit too. I think this is this is a bad sport. It's I don't again. I don't understand the point of soccer. If someone would like to explain to me, like what is soccer? Maybe I'll listen. But until okay, that, I don't know. here's my thing though, and this was kind of what made me think of the song. I'm on the opposite camp of like I get it. I don't need like I I feel like every soccer fans out there is like if you just watch the right game, your eyes will be opened. Sure. <laughs> and suddenly you won't be able to stop watching it. And it's like I I think I understand. I I think I get it. I think I've seen soccer games that are considered good, and mm. I don't really want to watch more of it. Well, here's the exact equivalent to me. It's NASCAR. Where there's been some mm-hmm. electric NASCAR finishes, I'm not watching 200 laps before that. I don't need to watch that. Uh, I'll watch a compilation on YouTube, uh, whether it be crashes, whether it be electric finishes. Maybe I'll, hey, I'll watch Ricky Bobby. I'll watch that again. That's the closest I'll get to NASCAR, but I don't need to sit through an entire game. Again, to your point, penalty kicks in soccer can be awesome. They absolutely can. And I still believe the crowd is the reason why they're awesome. Uh, I don't think For anything sure. else. Tr- I don't think anything else is awesome about soccer other than the crowd. But I'll admit, soccer fans are the best. I'm not sure if that's debatable. I think they're great, awesome. Let's move on. Let's let's show them football. <laughs> let's bring them over here. I that's the point that I think like soccer fans get stuck on is they're like 
Because I think American sports fans' takes is it's weird that that's the world's most popular sport. And everyone else is like, well, you'll get it. Someday you'll get it. And I think we're still like, no, you got to watch the real football where people die. (laughs) I'm sick of everybody bending over for the royal family in England. The reason why (laughs) soccer is so popular is because England conquered everybody and shoved their soccer uh, bullshit dick into every country. And now every country plays soccer. If America would like to go and take over every country right now, we will have football in every fucking country. The world will be better for it. Which, by the way, here's it. what I'm really mad about. And I don't know how mad I am about this. Here's what I'm really <laughs> mad about. Of course. If we were going to do that with one of the English conquering sports, because you're right, should have done it with cricket. True. 100%. Cricket's Cricket kind of metal. It's, it's a little <laughs> yeah. awesome. They play yeah. for like days at a time. There's no field. You just hit it anywhere. You can hit it behind you. Other it's, sports should do that. It's the monopoly of sports. Which Imagine uh, if basketball just had hoops everywhere. <laughs> That's kind of what I want. It's like a high school yeah. gym. Like there's hoops all along the side and you can <laughs> score in those too. <laughs> that is pretty electric. Like I'm not, I'm not going to lie. That would be fantastic. <laughs> I would love to see some real athletes play cricket. Let's do that. Let's put that in the Olympics. Let us try it. Uh, I think, by the way, I'm still, let's not get it confused. Diehard Minnesota Loons fan over here. (laughs) I love the MLS. I'm a lunatic. What can I say? I love the Loons. I love the MLS. The, The men's league, as everyone refers to it. We should make American soccer. Okay. Let's make the MLS good. And I mean, I think we've talked about it on the show, but let's just make a bigger goal. We can even get rid of the goal if you would like, if we just want to have like sort of territories where people need to get the ball into, let them use their hands. We've evolved as humans. We can use our hands. Let them use their hands, pick up the ball, run it in if they need to. Let's shorten the field. Let's make the field smaller. I want more points. Let's make every score more than one goal as well give them six give them six that's fine put some pads on them so they can fucking hit each other this is a contact sport this is what american soccer needs to be jake and you know what i'll watch i'll watch also by the way like two i kept thinking of the cricket analogy because when everyone's like once you get soccer you'll love it the thing with soccer is what it's hard to at first understand about it is that there's not a lot going on. You have to understand it so that the standing around and passing makes sense. Like, I get it. They're setting up for stuff. It's an attack. So you have to understand that. If I have to understand something, make it something like cricket. Make it where there's <laughs> nine balls and they have to score 135 points <laughs> within six pitches. Let me figure out that math. Like, if I want to get good at something, make it worth knowing. I don't understand why soccer fans got condescending. Like, you don't understand it. I get it. I get it. This is one of the very first games we all learned. Like, it's tag, and then it's soccer. And then we evolved to something a little bit. Maybe we did capture the flag after that. Something like maybe freeze tag after soccer. But soccer was for sure before freeze tag. Non-soccer fans don't get one thing and one thing only. They're totally, (laughs) I just thought of this. They're condescending because they've all played on FIFA with someone who was just blindsided by the offsides rule. And I'll put my hand up. I don't get it either. That, I don't get it. Explain it. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. Yeah, that, 
that part I'm with you on. The rest of it I get. I understand. It's like icing in hockey. Everyone's like, I don't get hockey. I'm like, if you get icing, you get the rest of it. That's the one thing that confuses you. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, to be fair, when you and I play NHL, uh, I'm not even sure what the penalty is, but if you slam someone in the shins, apparently that's also a penalty. Slashing. It. It's slashing. It's <laughs> it's the best it's the best foul name in any sport because it is what it is, you know? It's like face I mean, mask. Yeah, it's hard not to do. I gotta tell you, props to the NHL players. That's a tough thing not to do. It's true. As you and I showed, it we had exponentially more slashing calls than goals. It wasn't even close. It was every yeah. time. Every time. <laughs> also, sorry, that made me think of something. I was playing uh, WWE 2K with a buddy, and his complaint was at one point he hit somebody with a chair. And we've been playing this game for like 30 minutes. He hit someone with a chair, and he got DQ'd. And he's like, wrestling has rules? That's so <laughs> dumb. And I'm like, that's the only thing it has in common with other sports. <laughs> don't be yeah. mad about the one that's the one part that makes sense is that there are rules except, like, <laughs> except certain matches the only rule is that there's no rules which yes. is also and by the way fun. there's 10 different names for that match you got extreme <laughs> rules no holds barred <laughs> uh, street fight uh, false count mm-hmm. anywhere all all kind of the same thing yeah. Every, yeah. I mean all electric names I'll tune in. Triple threats. There's no DQs in the triple threat match. Did you know that? (laughs) I did it. Last man standing. Again, just beat him. Beat the guy. How do you win? 10 seconds. Yeah. 10 seconds. (laughs) Great number. Okay. Um, So, yeah, soccer sucks. We got that point done. Uh, Miami Dolphins and Tua suck. That's good. Uh, They were once at the top. Everyone beloved. I can't wait for the turning on Mike McDaniel that hasn't happened yet, but that will also be coming soon. Um, yes, I think it's coming sooner than people think. Cause I think dolphin fans are going to turn on him before they turn on Tua. Uh, they already turned on Tua today. So we're all are, good. they're going to turn back. You think so? Uh, I, they turned on Tua before the concussion news came out. I don't know what their feeling is after the concussion. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was a bad game, man. But I, I don't know. If they're smart, they won't turn on Mike. I kind of like him. I like him. I just don't – I wouldn't want him as my head coach, I don't think. But I do like him. You know who you would want as your head coach? I figured this out yesterday. I want to see if I nailed this. I'm not going to okay. say Dan Campbell. I know that's who you'd want, but I got a different name. Is he an, an already a head coach? or Yeah, uh, he's a head coach right now. Okay, who? The Giants head coach. Brian Dayball, absolutely. I love Brian Dayball. By the way, you he, would love Brian Dayball. I was like watching him on the sidelines. He was like yeah. chuckling after he got a challenge uh, retained, and I was like, Zach would love this guy. <laughs> when they were rolling earlier in the year, he would he walked out of the stadium to like sign stuff for fans, smoking a cigar. Like immediately yeah. after the elect, Brian Dayball's the man. I love Brian Dayball. Um, yeah, I love a lot of coaches in the NFL, even though. A lot of people view me as a hater, a hater-ass bitch, which maybe I am a little bit. But <laughs> I don't, uh, Has anyone ever called you a hater-ass bitch? They don't have the gall to call me that, Jake, but I see it in their eyes. I see it. They know, they know what they're thinking. I know what they're thinking. They get it. I had a friend in college who would string slurs together using ass, and it made everything better. 
I don't give it, a fuck it, ass fuck what you think. And it worked for everything. Yeah, you yeah. take any swear word and put ass in the middle of it. You ain't nothing but a bitch ass bitch. It worked it, for anything. It's throwing the ball off the, the glass and then alley-oop to yourself. It, it's always good. It's a manual in, in Tony Hawk Pro Skater. Go into the next trick. Ass is very good. It ties everything together. Um, we, we, we had a conversation. This is something I've been thinking about a lot, actually. At Christmas, Uh-oh. we had a conversation with your dad. Who oh. hates Mike Vrabel? <laughs> yeah, that's true. Something I didn't know, by the way. I think he's the only person, right? Does anybody else hate Mike Vrabel? I I think after that conversation, I discovered something. Older fans hate Mike Vrabel because I talked to not the grandpa we share, but my other grandpa. Um, hates Mike Vrabel. Hates. Every Bill Belichick. Okay. Um, and it's the same for my dad. I think older fans yes. who like lived through all of the cheating shit, like vividly, vividly for the Patriots, are like out on all of them. I I get it. And your dad's point, which I also get, it's an easy, it's a very, very easy argument to make. It's that every Bill Belichick disciple sucks at head coaching. And I get it, except for one. <laughs> but it's easier to group them all together. It's very easy to do. Right. It's, and my dad's point, by the way, will be right if he waits long enough. That was my favorite part of it was he was like, yeah. Vrabel's been around a long time. And I've never heard my dad make this take until now. And he's like, he sucks. Have you seen him this year? And I'm like, where's this come from? Like, I was like, if you wait long enough, every coach is going to fall into that trap. My favorite. I saw it in his eye. He knew I had him a little bit when he, he said that how bad he is this year. I'm like the reigning coach of the year. Like <laughs> you had him a little bit. You did have a him little, a little bit I had him on the ropes a little bit, but he came back swinging. Like they, the Titans last year, I looked it up cause I wanted the exact number. They used an NFL record. He played an NFL record 91 different players last year. I know. As the as the Titans got the number one seed, which, by the way, surprised everybody, including avid NFL fans. Like while they're they didn't they weren't the number one seed to me. Yeah. But in the record, somehow they were. Uh, but and then this was a really interesting article. I actually do want to give credit to whoever wrote this. It's uh I hope it's me. From Jake. <laughs> Jake Osmond writes for Foundation. That's unbelievable, Jake. Congratulations. <laughs> uh, John Glennon. Uh, I can only assume Mike Glennon's <laughs> shorter neck brother. By um, the way, it, could that actually be John Lennon? Still around writing sports hey, articles. Possibly. It might be. It has to be. Um, <laughs> so they used 91 different players last year, and he did a little thing here. This was at the very beginning of the year after the 53 roster and the practice squad was uh, made for week one. Um, so 41, 42 uh, players from that team last year of the players he played were back on the team, including practice squad. 30 of those players weren't on any NFL roster to start the year oh. or practice squad. And they were the number one team in the AFC, which is weird. It's unbelievable what the Titans did last year. And somehow, again, remember their exit from the playoffs. Didn't they sack Joe Burrow nine times and lose? Is that the number? Um, yeah, correct. It's 
unbelievable. <laughs> like they shouldn't have lost that game. And by the way, the only way I will agree with the uh, Mike Vrabel haters, they need to fire this offensive coordinator. I don't For know sure. why that was where my so dad long. actually cracked a little bit. It's it's unbelievable. Like I, if people remember earlier in the season, he was about to get fired. He was on the hot seat about to get fired. And then the Titans beat the Packers. Yeah. Which anyone could have done. You and I could have walked into Lambeau and beat the Packers. He was just right place, right time. And so he and Ryan Tannehill fucking went bananas that game. He did unbelievable. So he saves his job, immediately gets a DUI, which was like very ballsy. Uh, The balls on the guy, I respect it. And then now he's been, he hasn't, I'm not sure if they've won a game since, right? They had to have lost every game since. I think they've lost every game since. Uh, also, since GM got canned yes. in uh, right. thanks to Travis Kelsey, what's not being called the A.J. Brown game. And they, Yes, and they've topped 20 points only one time since then, and that was against Jacksonville. Yeah, he's got to go. I also – I think the Titans are weirdly freaking out. Yeah. Like, it's interesting to me of like, yeah, he should get canned, but – like it's interesting that we're freaking out at all about them. Like they've been really good record-wise. Like ha- having a slightly down year is not abnormal. Like just retool and go again. I agree. The difference with this team is we know who this team is built on. Oh yeah, De- Derrick Henry and the shelf life for Derrick Henry. Like legitimately, this could be his last healthy good year. That's fair. That's fair. That's really fair. Like you've got to like. Yeah, they they have to have a tighter leash. Yeah, I'm with that. I I'm with you though. It's it's interesting, but I do think after talking to like my grandpa and like stuff my dad was saying, I think like it's totally the Belichick connection. I, it's interesting because your dad said it, and I think you're right. Like he he doesn't like anyone who came from that system, and I think your dad probably hates Bill Belichick, right? Hates him, I guess. Hates okay. him. My I'm, grandpa loves him i've been to sports bar and like all of their friends hate bill belichick like i think our generation has come around on him yeah and we're like god's bill he's the grumpy grandpa for like a lot of people i'm happy the people who hate him i do think still respect him though for sure for sure interesting i think the part that is interesting to me is i think they do respect him i think like my dad was like because at one point he's like, he's not a top five coach. And then he named Bill as like one of the top five coaches. So like he obviously respects Bill Belichick. Um, yeah. I do think that they are like, he's a cheater. Like cheater, cheater. Like they like throw some vile on the word. Like they're like, he just yeah. didn't, he he wasn't caught. It wasn't like he was doing things everyone else was doing. Like he totally mm. broke the rules and got away with it. Which is an interesting like, because I always think of the stuff he did as not affecting to the outcome of his performances. I I agree. I don't think they've, I don't think in any instance it really affected performances at all ever. And he also never really cheated. He always did things that were immoral that weren't in the rule book. And then they created rules, which is possibly more despicable depending on like how you look at it and your opinions. Cause that could be like the worst of the worst. Like, just cheat if you're going to cheat. And this person's spending time figuring out how to 
or where the gray area is, right? Yeah. Uh, which I I think is funny. That to me, that's hilarious. But whatever. Right. And it's a mix of like, and it's mostly just being really good. Like that's what it is. Yeah. But it it is interesting because oh my god, what name did he pull out? To he uh, who's the guy who used to coach for the Lions? Uh, Jim Caldwell. Oh no, no Matt no. Patricia. You're talking Patricia. About like he's like he's just another Patricia. <laughs> I was like Jesus <laughs> Christ, that's a lot of vile for Matt Patricia. Well, also let's remember Mike Rabel started coaching before Patricia as a head coach, and that he's still there after Patricia was fired. Correct. <laughs> let's not compare the two, please. <laughs> it or, is. It is funny to me. It is funny. It's very funny. Uh, yeah. Before we wrap up our NFL takes, Jake, uh, let's play your other song, which ties into the NFL, right? Uh, you bet. Uh, and by the way, I wrote this for you. I hope other people like it, but this, some of my best songs, this, the song, I think it's spiritual successor is the Heineke. I'm a B song, which I think might be your favorite. So it's targeted <laughs> for you, man. The Heineke is a that's a banger. Like everyone who's ever heard it, maybe we'll bring it back at some point. It it hits hard, whether you're an NFL fan or not. So we'll see if this one holds up. Here we go. Yeah, it's getting late, the culture in bad shape. Had to get right out of here. No Andrew Luck and they kinda suck. We need someone to make them cheer. Well, Jim Urs is drinking and it's kinda got him thinking, yeah, these fans, no, they don't care. Just gotta find a coach who lets them coast and get a good pick from there. Oh, Peyton didn't take our invitation. Who's gonna be in a rim? Jeff Saturday just might be right. Plus, who really cares if we win? Ursay's got all of the sports talk freaking. Justin Thomas wants to fight. But Jeff Saturday just might be right. Yeah, Jeff Saturday's alright. Alright, alright. There you go. Uh, just Saturday is all right. Let's, let's take it easy on him. He's fine, right? He's fine. By the way, I I wrote the song around um, Jim Mercy's drinking, and it's kind of got him thinking. And then I went from there. I was like, yeah, that did hit itself. You know exactly. If you got a beggar of a bar like that, you got to finish the song. Someday I'm gonna write a song just about Jim Mercy. It's going to be about 30 minutes. Yeah. If you do a Jim Ursus, it has to be like a ballad, I think. It has to be a long, winding, like 30 minute. Where are we going? It's a meatloaf. <laughs> the day song. the music died, but it's just about <laughs> Jim Ursus. Yeah. I love Jim Ursus, but he is an interesting individual, to say the least. Um, obviously, for anyone, reminder again, we're recording this during Monday Night Football. We started early. So the game just started 0-0 still. Uh, so they, they interviewed Jim Ursay actually today, I think. I saw the interview, like a five-minute thing. 
and he said they kind of grilled him about the Rooney rule thing again. They, which I, again, we don't need to get into it. I think it's dumb uh, in this instance. But he talked about how Jeff Saturday is going to be a serious candidate when the official like head coach search comes around. What percentage chance do you give Jeff Saturday to become the actual Indianapolis coach head, uh, Indianapolis Colts head coach? Ten. Yeah, I I don't think so. Like I don't think it's possible, right? No. Like if it's up to Ursay, maybe. But also he he's committing to Chris Ballard for the long term still too. Like he already said Ballard's back the GM for next year. Do you think that's weird? Yes. <laughs> I think it's weird for them to commit to anyone right now. It's so I think Ballard's really good at scouting college talent and drafting for the most part. But he obviously they haven't gotten offensive line. And for whatever reason, they haven't figured out head coach and they haven't figured out quarterback, obviously. And it's not like they haven't tried. Like they've been swinging and missing on the grandest of like they've been paying 20 million plus for every quarterback they've tried. I also think you have to hold teams to the coals when they're clearly copying someone and it's not working. They are trying to do what the Titans are doing, and it's not working. Like they're they've tried. Everyone gives them shit for their quarterback carousel, but it's because they've been looking for a Ryan Tannehill for like five years, and they're like, "How hard can this be? <laughs> like, why can't we get that right?" Ryan Tannehills don't grow on trees, Jake. You can't no. just find a Ryan Tannehill off the street. It's a special breed. It, it, the Titans fans, I'm sure, feel very lucky to have him. They love Ryan Tannehill down in Nashville. Love him. I I don't know. It's It does surprise me they committed to him. I, I will not be a total hypocrite, and I'll reflect a little bit on what I said about the Titans, that the Colts have been – pretty okay like i don't think you need to blow it up so i'm okay with them committing to him for one more year um the fact they've committed to him for one more year i mean yeah saturday's not coming back um because you have to try something new um but by the way that's interim coaching like i've heard some like backlash of like he never had a chance they never do right (laughs) they never do man that's why like why didn't you give the job to a black guy because that guy would never have a job again. <laughs> I, don't, I yeah. don't know. Also, like if you're promoting in staff, I mean, that opens a whole can of worms. Like that whole staff is white other than Reggie Wayne, I think. And I don't think Reggie Wayne should be the head coach. Um, not that he has much less head coaching experience than Jeff Saturday, I suppose. But still. He could have done that. But then we would have walked into the can of worms, which you just presented of. If Reggie does what he's doing, he maybe eventually will work his way up to it. If he got an interim coach job now, that'd be the end of it because he'd be seen as a failure. Exactly. Which now let's talk about interim head coach. This is a really interesting situation. Interim head coach is actually working out, I think. Steve Wilkes in Carolina. His whole thing was that he wasn't given a chance in Arizona. He was there for like one season. They fired him immediately. And then now he's in Carolina. He gets a chance because he's the interim head coach for I'm gonna I'm gonna guess like if he obviously plays out the rest of the year, it's gotta be ten plus weeks, right? Yeah. 
So they have to hire him, right? <laughs> but with how they're doing. I would say yes, especially for Carolina, because it's like, what are your expectations? <laughs> like the Yeah. The Colts are a little different because I think they have to take someone new because they're a playoff team. Like I think the Panthers take someone and try and rebuild. Um yeah, I, yeah. I see your face. I agree with you, but they <laughs> they're think they're a playoff team. team. They might be a playoff team. I don't think they think that, but I think they've stumbled into the situation where they have to try. It's true. Go Panthers, you know? If they make the playoffs, that's hilarious. They traded away Christian McCaffrey and fired their head coach. And I will let say Baker Mayfield we, go. Everyone said when they made the season longer, it would kill tanking. I think it's hilarious how efficiently it's killed tanking. Like all these teams want to tank and can't do it. It's awesome. It's awesome. Good job, Roger Goodell. You did it. Uh, made football better. That's Don't make it any longer. <laughs> oh, it's coming, baby. Uh, we're looking at a 20-week season, I'm guessing, in three years. That's my official I bet you're right. Prediction. I can't take – as much as it's good the teams aren't taking, I am a little, like, grossed out by all these teams that are still in it. The Raiders still right. being in it makes me want to cry. It's, <laughs> it's like, no, you're not. <laughs> you're done. <laughs> like, stop pretending. You can't come to the dance. The good thing is – Right now we're at 18 weeks, 17 games. If they add another game, 19 weeks is bad. So they have to add a bye week, I think. So I think that's what's good. So we're going to get a second bye week in a 20-week season, which is good. And I think, like, health-wise, I think you could argue it's safer than what's going on right now, possibly. I don't know. Um, But really quick about teams not being able to tank or teams that are still in it. How wild is it that Mike Tomlin can still go 500? Wild. Um, I, I think this year is everything Pittsburgh hoped for because yes. – Yeah, absolutely. Because they've actually done their rebuilding project. How do you think they feel about Pickett? I think they like him. I don't think they're convinced that, it's like, yes, we have our next He's you know, the like dude. Ben Roethlisberger decade plus. But I think – they know he's better than Trubisky and Mason Rudolph, which is all you can really ask for. Out of anyone. Can you just be better than <laughs> Mr. Trubisky and Mason Rudolph? Um, that's what I tell my college kids. Um, and so I tell myself in the mirror every morning. <laughs> just better, better than, than Mason, Mason. today. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Um, <laughs> that's what. That's definitely what Miles Garrett says in the mirror every morning. <laughs> Absolutely. For sure. For sure. Uh, but Mike Tomlin, like talking about, like, I think Mike Vrabel's the top five head coach. Mike Tomlin continues to be underrated as a head coach, I think. Yes. I would think that he's got to be at the point where every NFL fan puts them into their top five coaches, right? Like him, Belichick, and Reed are the gimmies. I think we're at that point. Yeah. But he's, I, I, I don't yeah. think he's most people's number one. And, but for that reason, he's underrated. I think a lot of people would forget to put him in the top five, truly. <sighs> True. And then you'd say his name and they'd be like, oh, yeah, he should be in there. Well, they'd be like, uh, well, I mean, they always have a good defense, but how many Super Bowls have they won? And <laughs> would he have been any good without Big Ben? 
God, <laughs> someone's gonna say that. Honestly, for sure, for sure, won no Super Bowls without Dick LeBeau on your defense. Uh, it's it's insane. I I would assume most people would be Belichick, Andy Reid, one and two, number three. I I would guess people would go Sean McVay, Kyle yeah. Shanahan, three and four. Most people, general fan, which I disagree with strongly, but I think general fan would do three, four there. Mike Tomlin um, maybe would sneak in just because some people are starting to hate on Belichick, but um, true. Um, but Ron I think Rivera, you're there. I maybe think this year with McVeigh, he'd sneak in, but I think you're right. He's underrated. Um, also, like they've been playing good teams and like winning games. They should have won more games early in the year. Well, that's the whole thing with the AFC North, I feel like, every single year. Like, they're always tough. There's never a down year in the AFC North, from my memory, at least. I don't know. No, they're never really down. Um, Is it too – you know what? I didn't didn't expect to make this take, but I'm going to. Is it too late to be like, hey, where's the love for the NFC North? Like, all the shit that got thrown our way at the beginning of the year – Look at us yeah. now, baby. No one wants to play the Bears. <laughs> Is that true? I do. <laughs> Nobody. Mostly because <laughs> they don't want to go to Chicago. But, you know, I oh, think for man. bad teams, you could do a lot worse than the Bears. Jake, they have the second worst record in the NFL. <laughs> a lot worse. The Texans. <laughs> I... I... I put a big bet on the Bears to be the worst record in the NFL this year. If the te- Texans can win one more game because of that tie, that bet might hit. Here's if all the Tex- I'm saying. Texans Packers, play the Colts week 18, baby. Come on, lovey. You got one more in you. He does Do have it. one more in him. Packers have licked their wounds. We're looking sharp. The You're Vikings good. have a horseshoe rammed up their ass. And we know what the Lions do. They score points. They do the wave. Dan they, Campbell watches the wave. Yeah, Dan Campbell watches the wave, and they repeat. That's what they do. Is it okay? Your take is the NFC North is better than expected, or discredited? My take is that every every year for like the last fifteen, I've heard that take of like it's the NFC North is either a one or a two pony show, and every year I think it happens where the third and fourth team do a little better than they're supposed to. That's fair. I'll say the NFC South is just cannibalizing itself. And they've done that for as long as I can remember. They're better than people give them credit for, Jake. You said that was going to happen with the AFC West. It's the NFC South. Hey, race to seven wins. Who They had seven wins. Race to seven wins. Get to seven wins. Oh, the Buccaneers got to seven wins. Race to eight wins. You don't need a 500 record. Eight and nine's good enough. That's all you need. That's, That's all true. you need in the NFC South. By the way, Pete Osmond, shout out to Big Brain Pete. That's what they call him. He said mm-hmm. this today, which is true. Every sports talk person who said that the Chiefs were going to finish last in that division shouldn't have a job. 100%. It, and we said that at the beginning of the year, by the way, <laughs> essentially. Yeah. We say it every year, I feel like, for this podcast. It's like the Chiefs are the Chiefs. Our whole thing was – People were talking about how the Chiefs were going to be bad because of their offense, which made no sense. Yeah. Also, what I didn't get was B. 
because of the addition of Devontae Adams to the Raiders and because of the addition of Russell Wilson to the Broncos, everyone was like, now not only are they competing with the Dodgers, they might be fourth. And it's like, what's happening? They're not yeah. worse than the Chargers, and they're definitely not worse than these other two teams. It's insane. It's That has been the most predictable division in football other than like the Broncos are worse than we expected. Correct. But the other two teams are going to finish with about the amount of wins you would predict. We talked about it last week. We played the clip or I read quote for quote. Like you said exactly. And I said the records exactly, basically, in, in terms Chargers, of finish, come where on. they finish. Do it for me, Chargers. <laughs> Do it. Statistical anomaly. Please <laughs> just hit your hit your mark. Hit your percentage mark. You said they're a nine and eight team, Jake. And if they lose tonight, that moves them to eight and seven. They just got to split the Rams and Broncos. That's it. I know. We're there. And some years that's good enough to get in, and some years it's not. That's the game you play if you're the Chargers, you know? That's there's also a big the big feature article on ESPN today was about how Khalil Mack is taking his defensive uh the defense out for dinners every week. And they're talking about how this this Chargers team's really bonding over weekly dinners. It's incredible. Congratulations, Chargers, for figuring that out. I think you're the last team to do it. Every team does this. Everyone's like By the way, this up. It's incredible. Chargers like, do it wow. too. Chargers did it before Khalil Mack paid for it. They just <laughs> someone else did. was paying for it. You don't think they were doing team dinners? By the way, Austin Eckler talked about it a couple of weeks ago. No, which is explains a lot. I don't think the Lions offensive line ever eats alone. No, <laughs> absolutely not. I, th- I think Ragnow is afraid to. He's afraid of eating alone, right? He'll, he's the guy who sat at the lunch table with a stranger. <laughs> Panay Sewell doesn't let anybody uh, on the other on his back. He has to see everybody at all times. He sits in the corner just so no one can get behind him. Panay Sewell loves soup, right? That's what I'm getting. That's my read, big soup guy. <laughs> I was thinking oatmeal. But maybe soup. <laughs> I'm imagining a hot bowl with a spoon. I will accept oatmeal. I think that's good enough. It's, it's Penesul, we know for sure Penesul doesn't own forks. We know that much. He's a big spoon guy. Yeah. Big spoon guy. Uh, has one pair of chopsticks just in case. You know? Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, this is a fun game. Let's shut, let's shoot this out. We're going to throw some players at each other. Do we have any other important takes to get? Otherwise, I just want to throw players at each other and say what food they eat at the cafeteria. Um, I got nothing else other than I'm like 99% sure the Titans make the playoffs. I don't know who I'm rooting for in that division. I don't know who I'm rooting for. I think it's funny if the Jaguars make it just because it shows how terrible Urban Meyer really is. <laughs> Worst was. coach of all time, Urban Meyer. Yeah. Uh, the other take I'll say, I guess, the Bengals lost their right tackle for the year. Oh, yeah. The Bengals are now the Bengals again. I know. <laughs> like, they're going to be bad in pass protection once again. And it's going to be their demise once again. Yeah, I think that's a take. Also, here's my take. Um, I think the Jets are going to sneak into these playoffs. With Mike White now healthy? Yes. Let's see what their last two games are. Great white. Hey, they play at Seattle. Yeah. Very winnable. And then at Miami to possibly knock them out of the playoffs. 
I think they need Miami to win next week to make it a control your own destiny game. Um, possibly. Otherwise, I mean, if New England, otherwise they just need New England to lose. They need New England to lose one of the two, and they need yeah. um to beat Miami. And New England plays at Buffalo in Week 18, so should be good. But, but they might. Oh yeah, they will have to try because Buffalo and the Chiefs have the same record right now. Yeah. Okay. Also, game. I, I I talk shit about this at the very top of the show, so I'll bring this around full circle. The Packers could go on a run. <laughs> Fuck around because, and find out, man. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, I don't. I don't think they're any good. But just looking at the NFC, the Eagles now have Jalen Hurts out hurt, which is a fun sentence. And Lane Johnson tore a ligament in his ab. No. I know. Which is bad. So, like, the Eagles very beatable. The Vikings are the Vikings. I'm afraid of the 49ers. They're very good. Packer fans always should be, by the way. Yes. Buccaneers, like, not afraid of them. Dallas is Dallas. They're going to do Cowboys yeah. things. And then the Giants and the Commanders. Like, I'm not afraid. The NFC is not good. I know. I, I feel good about the Packers' chances. I'm telling you, I said this is a joke, but we are a storyline show. Two storylines are very possible. I think with the season that's happening, I could see Minnesota knocking Green Bay out of the playoffs. I think that could fit the Minnesota narrative happening. I could also, if we suddenly revert back to, you know, sane world where things happen the way that we've been telling the story for 20 years, we beat the Vikings, we meet them in the playoffs, they go home first round. It feels very good. It feels mm-hmm. very like got ya. How was how was first place? Thanks for keeping the seat warm. Have yeah. a good off season. See you next year. That would it feel was all pointless. So good. It feels so feel good. It feels good. so good. Ugh. However, it is very Packers to beat the Vikings and <laughs> lose to the Lions. Well, no, beat win out, but because of that loss to the Packers, the Packers now have to play the 49ers. It's like yeah, that's fuck. True. Damn shit. Like, this is bullshit. That is bullshit. That's true. I mean, you're right. I, that might be what happens. I also think for, like, iron lock storylines, there's – seating doesn't matter in the AFC. Everyone's freaking out. However it goes, it's all it's going to tell us is when the Bills and the Chiefs play each other. Yeah. <laughs> We're you're getting right. that again. We have to. We have to see Josh Allen be the best quarterback who never wins. It's my favorite game. How good can you be and still lose? It's so he's, good. He's been so bad lately. Well, what? Wait, wait till he plays the Chiefs. He's going to be immaculate. Yeah, he's going to have one pick and six touchdowns, and it's going to be one pick too many. Yeah, hundred. Is yeah, he's going to pass for four hundred. But he's been bad lately. It's been. I don't know. Maybe he's afraid to play the Bears. You're right. You were right about that take. Um, <laughs> Isn't everyone? <laughs> so throw players at us. Is that what you want to do to figure out? Yeah. To end the Close show the show. Gonna eat? Tis the Let's season, you know? Yep. Yep. All right. Did first player it? I got for you. Okay. Uh, we'll do a fun one. Let's start with uh, big personality, George Kittle. Ooh, George Kittle to me, is like the NFL's liver king. This guy is a psycho. This guy is on a strict all-meat diet yeah. and uh, cooking it 
is optional. I feel like with George Kittle, um, so jerky. I, I jerk. He's all, he always has jerky on him. Yeah, for sure. You'll never see George Kittle without jerky. Um, he he's got he's got a pouch of meat in his uh, locker called his snacking meat, which is not jerky. Which sounds you would think it is, but it's not. Uh, but yeah, George Kittle, uh, savage. I would say. Yeah. All right. Give me one. Let's go with who's oh Josh Allen because I have a very Smuckers. clear picture. Of I was helping you yeah. throw that <laughs> yes. at me. Uncrustable yes. for sure. I was thinking something. I was thinking possibly Mac and G's too. <laughs> like he is very. Yeah. yeah he does. He doesn't like crusts on his sandwiches. You're absolutely right. Mm-mm. Uncrustable and string cheese. And he eats it. He doesn't peel it. Oh. Or does he super uh, peel it? No, he peels he, it. He's super. Pe- he shames people for not peeling it. He peels it all and then he eats it. Who's a player who you think does not peel? Um, I think... Uh, who do I think doesn't eat it? Uh, Miles Garrett thinks people who peel it are cowards. <laughs> are cowards? Um, JJ Watt doesn't have time to peel it. I think Kirk <laughs> Cousins never has even heard of people peeling string cheese. He thinks it's weird. Yeah, that's true. Not even thinks it's. He never thought of it as an option. His mind will be blown when someone peels it for the first time. Hmm. That's that's good. Dan Campbell thinks it's inefficient. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's got the fucking time, man. Just eat your cheese. We gotta grind. Yeah. <laughs> um. What about what about Kyler Murray? <sighs> Celery and peanut butter. Really? Okay. Or I mean, he's mind- well, he's gamer guy. Mountain Dew. Yeah. That's what I went to too. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. Mountain Dew and a weird flavor of Doritos you've never heard of. Yeah. Oh, what kind of Doritos is Kyler Murray? The is brightest the ta- bag you've ever seen. Is he like the taco flavored? What's a flavor? Oh, he's a Takis guy. Maybe. Takis are kind of too. Eh, maybe he is Takis. He might be Takis. You might be right. He might be a Takis guy. All right. Yeah. What do we think about. Um, Christian McCaffrey. Oh, that dude, I feel like, is very regimented in what he... I feel like he's a protein shake guy. And then he, maybe for it to treat himself in the afternoon, he'll have a salad if he if he's having a good day with, like, craisins on it because Ooh. that's, like, his little sweetness. Yeah. You know? If he's that's a good one. Yeah. What about, uh, <laughs> what about Lawrence... Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> I mean, I can't think of him without a subway footlong in his hand at this point. <laughs> I see that commercial too much, and his voice freaks me out every time. That voice does not belong to that body. It's too hello. Yeah, it's like, whoa, Jesus Christ, Trevor. Okay, weirdo. <laughs> um, otherwise, he else? does like a sub sandwich, though, right? Like he actually's pumped to work for Subway. I think he had a lot of ham and cheese growing up. Holy water. Yeah, he unapologetically eats only Subway footlongs and he sings the $5 footlong like thing during practice. He sings Hums. that jingle. Yeah. He's you a know, Hummer. He, 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 is, he is a Hummer. 
Uh, what about Jared Goff? How, how about this? How about this? What about Rams Jared Goff? And then now Lions Jared Goff. Oh my God. What a difference that makes. Rams Jared Goff ate a lot of shrimp. <laughs> a weird amount of shrimp. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> weird amount of shrimp. Big. He, he ordered a surf and turf and asked him to hold the turf. Um, yeah. Weird shrimp guy. Mi- uh, Michigan Jared Goff thinks he's. <laughs> Thinks he's no longer as bougie, so instead of shrimp, he eats salmon. Okay, he's a man of the people now. You know, he still sneaks a shrimp every once in a while. Yeah, doesn't he strike you like the guy? Or what's like the? I can imagine him being like, "What do you mean everyone doesn't eat?" Like <laughs> he's trying to be a man of the people, and he's eating caviar. Right, <laughs> you're right. It's, it's one on step toast. below that. One step below. He has like. Well, this isn't him. Who eats a lot of imitation crab? That's not Jared Goff. But there has to be a player who's like, he's like, I love seafood, but he only eats imitation crab. First thought, don't know why, is Jason Kelsey. (laughs) Both the Kelseys. (laughs) <laughs> both the kelsey's both the kelsey's best revelation i got from that podcast is travis kelsey's a picky heater which i would have never right, ever I spotted agree. yeah yeah he both of them seem like they haven't tasted that they meal. love imitation crap yeah <laughs> that's it that's too. i feel like they haven't tasted a meal in five years it's just like okay it's just fuel for them that's how they think of it yeah <laughs> oh fun one this might, uh, I got two more for you. Second to last one, Indomitian Sue. Nails. Eat some <laughs> nails for breakfast every day. Um, I think he eats an omelet. I think he's weirdly fancy. That's because he's weirdly intelligent. He's weirdly, extremely well spoken and insightful. Right. Like, if you've never heard an interview, like, the most intimidating man on the planet is just so well spoken. Better yet, he goes takes it a step further. He likes a nice souffle. He likes a breakfast he loves souffle. A souffle. Yeah, he it's not even an egg bake. It's like very fancy. <laughs> he's like just he's just the guy with the really deep voice from the longest yard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe. <laughs> you ruined my souffle. <laughs> Completely forgot about that. But yes, that's the topic can sue for sure. What's the other one you got? Uh, my last one for you. Uh, let's end on a fun one. We are going to go with uh, Brock Purdy. Oof, that guy. No, never mind. Funner. Tua Tagovailoa. Fucking pineapple nonstop. Which people who know me know I despise pineapple, by the way. It's my least favorite food of all time. So that dude is on a 100% pineapple diet. And it's disintegrating his bodily meat from the inside out. Pineapple's just bad. It's bad for you, people. Look I think Tua eats a lot of sweet potato fries. <laughs> Ooh. Sweet potato fries and spam every day. You're really <laughs> hooked up on the Hawaiian thing, which I get. He doesn't I even get. celebrate Christmas. Tua, you fucking suck. I hate this motherfucker. And you know what? His offensive line does too. 
by the way, he treated them last year. Oh, he's trying to be athletic. Hey, Tua, are you, maybe you should just try to be an NFL quarterback for once. You suck at your only fucking job, which is to throw to a wide open Tyreek Hill. Just throw it. You know who can run that offense? Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy can do it. You know who else can do it? Skylar Thompson, and we're gonna see him. We're gonna see Tyler, Skylar Thompson lead the Dolphins to the Super Bowl, baby. I'm a Dolphins fan if, if two is not in there. If he isn't there, then they might be my least favorite team. I was standing up for the people at home. I was getting into it. I I I, I flashed a Jake arm around Skylar Thompson, his old college buddy, getting the chance to win the Super Bowl this year. And I, I a tear was brought to my eye. I got excited. Like I always told him. Yep. <laughs> Jake used to Jake used to punch Skyler in the chest. Be like, you, you got it in you right there. You got it. You, he I don't told know me, I don't think I got, got it. it. And I said, I think you got it. Go out there, beat the Oklahoma Sooners. And damn it, he did. Didn't he, Jake? That's right. Go Cats, baby. <laughs> now the Cats get to play Alabama this week. And <laughs> I can't wait, by the way. <laughs> They're going to miss Skyler Thompson out there. It, it might they, be a blood I think they bring them all back. Tyler Lockett, all of the Nelsons, come on home. Rolls. Absolutely. <laughs> they should. They should. Uh, anything else to say before we get out of here? No, I think we got to end there. I thought you were about to crawl through the screen uh, very much <laughs> like the ring girl. <laughs> Maybe I'll release the video for the people at home. I was standing up. I was getting into it. I was looking Jake at his eye through the camera lens. It was. It was something. Hey, Tua, frick you.